How was your week, by the way? Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot 75. I am he, Super Slot 75. First, I want to give a shout out to Ron the Boards, uh, producer extraordinaire Cindy Ashby, aka Boss. Uh, also, uh, you can catch us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio for the replays. The call-in number is always at 646-547-1305. Also, please feel free to donate any amounts that will go to uh, the website and airtime. It's a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, uh, help. Uh, please help us keep the message uh, uncensored and free. You can always donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on YouTube under Superslot75. Also, merchandise is available at teespring.com forward slash Superslot75. Okay, let's get into it. Um, today or tonight, rather, it's not going to be so much articles, but uh, I was watching a lot of shows over the weekend, and some old, some new, some, you know, some so old that probably before half of y'all were born. So let's get right into it, shall we? The first one we're going to talk about. Uh, on Netflix, it's called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Now, I'm late to this show. Apparently, it, it, it came on uh, the CW. Uh, it just goes to show how far behind I am on the CW. It's an eight-series anthology. Uh, only two episodes mattered in this series. Uh, the first episode is called Scion. It's episode number five. So, um, Scion. What is a Scion? A Scion is a descendant of a notable family. So with that being said, let's go into this breakdown of this episode five of Two Sentence Horror Stories. Now, okay, here we go. So it follows a, a couple, mainly namely this one kid named Noah. Noah Ingram, uh, he's a white boy, and he's in a homosexual relationship with the little, with the little mixed boy. His, his name is uh, Izzy. Nope, wait, no, not Izzy. Oh, so what's his name? What is his name? What is his name? You know what? This name doesn't even matter. Okay. So Noah has cancer. Noah comes from a very distinguished and, and uh, reputable family. They take him to the Whitford Cancer Center. Okay. And on his first night there, he sees an orderly beating himself in the head with a broomstick. That's going to come back later on. Pay attention. The orderly hitting himself in the head with the broomstick. So then Noah meets another resident or this kids around the same age. His name is Izzy. Uh, throughout his, his, his treatment, Noah is bombarded with bad dreams, constantly having his leg broken and his doctors, his caring physician. Her name is Dr. Lucy. So let's go on, shall we? <laughs> and in his dreams, he, con he converts with Dr. Lucy. Dr. Lucy, in, 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 in his dream state, is prepping this young man for what his future path uh, will take him down, okay? So then, uh, one night, Noah and Izzy break into the, the doctor's office. Noah finds a ritual book with a pentagram on the cover. He skims a, a page. He finds a sacrifice page. 
and Izzy ends up having a bad reaction. He falls out, it's convulsing. Uh, but before that all took place, Noah finds a particular page of the victim being uh, bound in rope in a very ritualistic manner. Okay, that's going to come back come back to play later on at the end. Okay, so then Noah summons his parents. He accuses Dr. Lucy about the book he found. She laughs it off. She says, I collect medieval books, and that book is the inspiration to your treatment. Okay? So then throughout his treatment process, Noah ends up growing these extremely long fingernails that he's always clipping off. Okay? And so then one night, Noah walks in and sees Izzy during his spirit ceremony. Briefly, it's a brief cut scene, but he clearly sees Izzy uh, in, 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 a, in the same bound up position that he saw in the book. OK, but then he wakes up. So he thought it was a dream. OK, so then when he wakes up, Dr. Lucy is right there by his side. OK, and so then, uh, so it ends up having a temper tantrum. Uh, Noah discovers the pentagram underneath his bed. So he's flipping out. He's throwing shit around. And he knocks his bed to the side and then he looks underneath his bed, pulls the rug back and there's a pentagram underneath his bed. OK, now <laughs> before he passes out, he hears his parents arguing with Dr. Lucy. OK, Dr. Lucy tells his parents he's ready and not to question her. OK, and that he sees. Uh, and then before he passes out, he sees Izzy. Stand over him, a new and improved Izzy. Izzy's no longer sick. Okay, so then Noah wakes up, bound and tied up in the same manner he saw Izzy, and in the same manner in the in the, in the uh, medieval spiritual book. Okay, so then everyone is is facing him. They're all in robes and cloaks and robes. They all have a pentagram on the side of their heads, and there's Doctor Lucy and his parents. Okay. So then, okay, so Noah's father tells him, centuries ago, our ancestors made a pact with our master, and everything that was given to him was a gift from her, pointing to Dr. Lucy, okay? So then at that moment, Dr. Lucy's eyes flash yellow, okay? Wait a minute, wait a minute. My notes, okay, 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 okay. So then, okay, so then he says, Your family, oh no, no, Dr. Lucy says, Your family and families like them, I've given them vast amounts of power and wealth. And in exchange, she chooses some of their offspring as hosts for her own children. She then proceeds to break Noah's leg, like in his dreams. And then it instantly heals. Okay. And so then <laughs> the same janitor, the orderly guy we saw beating his head with the broomstick earlier, he's in attendance. He's in a cloak. Right. So then Dr. Lucy says, well, see, Jacob over there, Jacob refused one of my children. So he has this huge scar in his eye and he's an invalid. His name's Jacob. Break that down. Okay. So. <laughs> So then Izzy comes over and he tells Noah, hey, man, listen, you're going to feel great. It doesn't hurt. Um, you know, take the offering. You can feel like a new person. You can do anything. So then um, 
Lucy tells Noah the world is ruled by the powerful. Noah asks, will I still be me? And then she says, you'll be better than you. All you have to do is just take my hand. So then Noah takes Lucy's hand, right? And then Isaac, his little boyfriend, shows up in the morning. Because he had called him and said, hey, man, things going down. Come get me, right? All This is all during it. All, all pretty much took place one night. But Isaac, the little, the little sweet boy, his little boyfriend shows up at the end. Noah walks out. He's healed. Fresh suited and booted. Fresh haircut. Whole new demeanor, right? So then <laughs> Isaac says, uh, he, he tells Isaac, hey, uh, we can no longer continue this. Um, we have to part ways. And, 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 and of course... Uh, and, uh, Noah tells Isaac this. Isaac is confused. He's like, what do you mean? You know, you called me. You said you were in trouble and we're going to be together, yada, yada, yada. And <laughs> Noah tells Isaac, he says, emotions are the enemy of strength. And then end caption. So then before the end caption, Noah says, I mean, Izzy says, well, you want to bet on it? And Noah says, I don't think so. End scene. So the end caption. The end caption reads, I shook her hand, sealing the deal. The devil smiled, promising me the world. Holy shit. They're not holding back. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so that was episode five from uh, Two Sentence Horror Story. Right? It's on Netflix. Now let's get to the second episode. I And this was this is more my speed right here the second episode that i want to talk about is episode number seven actually it's called only child okay so now this ep- this episode here is, is is uh i'm sure a lot of a lot of melanated folk will gravitate towards this one okay so a haitian grandmother is tormented by her grandson that's possessed by an evil spirit okay so let's get into it so the key points in this, the grandson is mixed. The daddy is Haitian. The mama is white. Okay, so the little boy is mixed. <laughs> the grandmother has asthma. That's going to play a part in this as well. So the grandmother has an altar with a picture of all three of them. And she put a protection binding or protection spell on the picture. So on the picture, there's white markings and some drawings and stuff. And he little boy circled. Uh, that's, you know, circle encapsulate. That's for protection. You know, Haitian people, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, okay. So then little boy asks her, so what is this for? And she says, the reason for the altar is uh, you must make room for the good and bad spirits to come. Okay. So it doesn't go into how the boy became possessed. Literally just jumps right into the episode and this boy is just wreaking havoc. He's he sneaks up on her. He takes a phone and flashes her with the with the camera flash. He can pictures of her. He's just tormenting this woman. Literally, you know, so then. um, okay. so then when she's sleeping at night. The little the grandson tries to remove her juju bag. And when he touched the juju bag, it burned his hand. Okay, Uh, so then. The grandson at one point actually takes a baseball bat and destroys the altar and rips up the picture, right? The protection picture. 
the grandmother is so upset. She tells her son, her son, her, her son, you know, he, she says the spirits will be angry and there will be no protection because he destroyed the picture. Now, all in this, the son don't believe his grand, his mother. He just lets her, she lives with them. And he's like, yo, ma, just chill. Like, you know, I let you do your little voodoo thing. It is what it is. I don't bother you. Don't bother our family with this nonsense. And of course, the white woman, the white wife, she's just like, you know, whatever. They're so clueless. But come to find out, they are under the boy's spell. Okay. So whatever the boy does, they're never going to see anything wrong with what he's doing because they're under his spell, his command. And basically, uh, the grandmother is, is by herself in this fight against the evil spirit that's in her and that's in her grandson. Okay, let's move on. So now the son ends up rejecting his mother's beliefs after the grandson says, uh sure shit. She said she let oh yes, the little boy lied and said, Grandma let me smoke. And what that wasn't the case. What grandma did was she let him uh she blew smoke and you know how the Haitians come on y'all the protection spells the smoke and all that shit he twisted it and said no she let me smoke and that's what got the father upset about at the mother or at his mother okay um so then uh the grandmother slowly rebuilding her altar piece by piece the wife wife she says oh i see you you're rebuilding your display and she says no it's an altar okay now as a form of an apology the grandson does a presentation of Haiti to the grandmother, right? Okay, so he takes, uh, he talks about the voodoo. He mentions Papa Doc Duvalier. And then his voice changes, right? And he says, and that he controlled countries, the country's army, the Tota Maka. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the Tota Maku. Now, the, grands, the grandson acts, his grandmother, do you remember your mother being in the Totamaku? Now, how would a five-year-old know that his great-grandmother was in the army of Papa Doc? So he's clearly, the, the spirit knows who she, you know, who she is. Okay, so then the grandmother says to the grandson that Papa Doc was no, he was no, wait a minute, he was no priest and that the boy has some sort of evil spirit in him. The boy has his parents under control, under a spell. So he tells the parents to leave. The parents walk out the house. So it just leaves him and the grandmother to duke it out. Okay. The grandmother with the juju, with the juju bag, she orders the demon to leave the son, to, leave the, to release the boy. Okay. Uh, she burns the boy with the juju bag. The juju, okay. And she's trying to command the, the demons to leave. I'm sorry, flipping pages for my notes, my notes, my notes. Okay. Okay. So then the dad walks in, they get to struggling. The son, her son, locks his mother out of the house. Okay. And she begins to have an asthma attack. So then she walks to the side of the big window in the living room. The little boy standing in between his parents, he has her inhaler and he's smiling and laughing at her. And he actually blows out some inhalants. The grandmother is struggling for air. 
God damn. And <laughs> she ends up dying of an asthma attack <laughs> as little boy is waving goodbye to her as she slowly drops down from the window onto the ground, suffocating from her asthma attack. In scene, the caption, it then reads, my grandson got his big, beautiful smile from me. It never wavers on his face as he watches me die. Well, goddamn. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, 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 I, I, it's so blatant with it right now. <laughs> I can't help but laugh at this shit. I take it. This is funny to me. So if you're catching it, you're just coming into it. This is two sentence horror stories. It is on Netflix. Episodes two with Scion. Episode five was only child. The other episodes I didn't give a fuck about. Okay, I'll make a quick reference to the third episode, which is episode number one. So this guy, this white guy, he likes to murder single moms. So it shows him in, with a victim. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, he pick, he, he, he's dating a single mom and they're in bed together. And I guess they're about to have sex. And, he, and he, he's like, you're bad. And she's like, ooh, I'm bad. He says, no, you're bad. And she's like, what do you mean? He says, you have a stranger in your bed and your son's in the next room. So then she tries to get up and he strangles her with the with the, with the curtain in her bedroom, right? That's not the killer part. So then he sees this Asian, he, he picks a new victim, this Asian chick. Now this Asian chick, he didn't know this Asian chick is crazy. She wants a family. She wants a family so bad, she creates a family out of, out of a baby doll. I'll get into it. So they hook up. Same scenario. He's like, you're bad. Um, you're a single mom and you got me all in your stuff. He tries to strangle her. She ends up stabbing him. Okay. So he falls to the ground. She stabs him in the back again. So he's, you know, struggling to get free, whatever. So she plunges the knife in his back one last time. But before then, he went to the room where the baby was the baby was sleeping. He grabs the baby and it's like he notices something wrong with the baby. He pulls off the baby's mask and there's another mask and pulls off another baby. It's a fake baby. So this woman, this Asian woman has been carrying around fake ba a fake baby from like birth to like nine months. So she's been creating these fake baby dolls, uh, you know, to, 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 to simulate a real baby. So as she plunges the knife into his back, she runs to her, 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 her work desk and you can see all these little baby parts, these little doll baby parts at different stages of, 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 of life, six months, nine months, a year. And she rebuilds the baby back together again. That was, that was weird. But the only two episodes that matter are episodes two and five. That one's an episode one with the with the crazy guy. I didn't give a fuck about that. I just want to throw that out there because that was that was kind of weird. Okay. Now let's get into one of the official official movie breakdowns. One of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. It is called Nightbreed. 1990, Clive Barker's motherfucking Nightbreed. All my old heads, you know about this movie. 
We're going to get into it right the fuck now. Okay. Opening scene. You got the creatures of Midian running around doing what they do. And they run up to the gate. You can't get past the gate. So then Boone wakes up. So Boone uh, has dreams and visions of Midian. Midian is like a, an old folk, folk, folk tale, uh, urban legend, you know, some shit that people talk about, right? He has a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist's name is Dr. Decker. Dr. Decker is a, is a serial killer. And for whatever reason, he picks Boone to want to try to convince Boone that he kills people to take uh, credit for his crimes so he can go out and kill people again. <laughs> okay. So then it shows Decker at one point stalking a family. Uh, he breaks into the house. He likes, he uses a razor blade. He slashes the mother to death. Then he slits the father's throat while he's watching TV. And then you see upstairs, there's a little boy and he starts to walk his way up the stairs. Cut scene. Okay. Inspector Joyce, the brother, man, this is all in Canada. Shout out to Canada. Uh, all you maniacs in Canada. And yes, I'm talking about you faces by pureness. Um, okay, so he's investigating the serial killer. Uh, Boone tells Decker he no longer believes in monsters and Midian. Okay, and then the cops believe that one of Decker's patients is the killer and says his therapy tapes match the crime scene. So Decker told Boone, I've been listening to your tapes, and your tapes for some odd reason, uh, tell the, the 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 murder scene in very great detail i think you killed these people you need to turn yourself in and of course boone is like i don't remember killing these people but he says your tapes I, your your you know your your sessions with me you spoke about uh these crime scenes in very very great detail that only only the cops and the killer would know about so he's trying to convince boone to turn himself in right to take the to take the rap for the crimes or whatever okay all right all right all right okay Okay, so uh, Decker killed six families in 10 months. Okay, Decker gives Boone some meds. He, he actually gives him a hallucin hallucinogenic and tells him to turn himself in. So then Boone goes home, burns all his IDs because he believes that he's a killer. He burns all his IDs, right? Okay, he's, he's, he's hallucinating and shit. Boone tries to kill himself. And he goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, uh, you know, what, what meds are you on? He's like, well, my doctor gave me these. He gave me Valium. He says, no, it's not Valium. This is not Valium. This is hallucinogenic. And so he meets another disciple of Midian. So now to get into Midian, you have to basically be a bad guy. You got to kill somebody. You got to do some fucked up foul shit to get into Midian. If you're a pure person, pure of heart, no, no, no malice, no murders, no blood on your hands, you cannot get into Midian. Okay? This is Midian's for... For, for bad people that have, uh, you know, one an, another start in life, right? They, they, they accept to live in the darkness, underground, per se. All right, so the guy, and I, can, I, I forget the character's name, but I'm just going to call him Scalp. So what he ends up doing, he says, uh, hey, you, you heard of Midian? He says, yeah, I've heard of Midian. He said, well, can you take me to Midian? And he says, oh, okay, yeah, we can break out and go to Midian. He says, okay, okay, I know it's this test. You're testing me. Okay, so I got to give an, an offering or sacrifice for you to take me to Midian. So this dude pulls out these thumb razors, okay, and he starts to cut himself, his face open. 
He cuts his face open, pulls out, he scalps himself. He basically scalps himself in front of Boone. He starts pull, he pulls the scalp off. He's, he, you know, the, and then the <laughs> the nurse, nurses and orderlies break in. He's offering his scalp. He's like, he's I mean, he's this dude is batshit crazy. Like, half his head is, is scalped, and he's got his scalp in his hands. He's like, hey, hey. he's trying to give him the scalp. <laughs> so then Boone breaks out. Boone breaks out of the hospital. Um, oh, okay. Before he did that, Scalp says to him, um, you have to, sh- it's all about faces and masks. Everyone has a mask. Okay. There's also, also a, a, a reoccurring theme. Underlying theme is mask. Every, we all have a mask that we show different people, but when we come home at night, we take off the mask and the real person is revealed. So in that, in, in that transaction between Boone and Scalp, Scalp was like, look, okay, I'm gonna show you my real mask. I'm gonna take off my, I'm gonna show you my real face. And that's when he ended up cutting his, his, his face, whatever. Okay. 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 So then um, Decker and Inspector Joyce show up to the hospital. Decker tells Joyce Boone is a serial killer. Boone runs off to Midian. Boone falls asleep. So it's nighttime in Midian. So that's when the, all the, the, the freaks and geeks come out. Um, he meets Pelican. Pelican is a night breed. Pelican does not respect the laws of the old ways he does not respect respect night breed laws none of that shit so him and his buddy moon face guy i don't i forget the character's name his, his buddy got the moon face they uh they try to scare scare boone pelican wants to eat this dude okay boone's telling pelican hey man i want in i'm a murderer i've killed people pelican's like he takes a sniff he smells him he says no you ain't you're a pure you haven't killed anybody. You can't come into Midian. You're pure. He's like, what are you talking about? I've killed families. I've killed a lot of people. Pelican is nah. Pelican's like, I just want to eat you. So then this chase ensues. Pelican ends up biting Boone on, 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 the, on the shoulder, like in the chest, in the shoulder area. So after Pelican bites Boone, Boone runs off. Pelican's homie Moonface tells dude, look, this is the way you get, this is how you get out of here. Get out of here. Don't come back. Okay. Because Pelican wanted to eat this dude f- for lunch, basically. All right, all right. Okay, so Pelican tells him he can smell. Yes, Pelican says he can smell innocence and tell him he's a natural. And the he bakes into that. Okay, boom, take. Okay, okay. All right. So then, so as as, as Boone is, is escaping Midian, he runs out of Midian. He's surrounded by cops. So then Decker is, you know, Dr. Decker's like, let me talk to him. I can, I can get him to surrender. I'll bring him in peacefully. So he's talking to the boom. <coughs> he's like, man, just, oh, he has a gun. And then the cops shoot him because Decker said he had a gun, which he didn't have a gun. So Inspector Joyce is like, well, what the fuck happened? Well, I thought he had a gun. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, oh, yes, before he gets shot, the mask thing, Decker tells Boone, hey, everybody has a mask. Okay, so then Boone's body is in the morgue at the, 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 this is in Texas, I believe, right? Some offshoot place in Texas because they crossed the Canadian border, I believe. Or are they still in Canada? You know what? I don't know. Anyway, Boone's body is in the morgue, okay, whatever city they're in. So then, the the bite that Pelican gave him brings him back from the dead, 
and he gets up and runs out. Okay, so then uh, they discover Boone's missing body. His girlfriend Aaron goes to Midian to go find Boone because she knows she knows that's where he went to. Decker goes over to Boone's therapy uh, session tapes to get more clues on Midian. Okay, so this is where Decker starts to get the information uh, about Midian. Midian this, Midian that. Okay, okay, okay. He gets upset, throws the tape against the wall. Boone and Scalp got to scalp himself. They're in Midian. Boone goes in front of the old man named Lylesburg. Lylesburg is like the old patriarch. He, he keeps everybody in check. He's the old head. All right. He sees this porcupine lady named Shanabazi. Shanabazi. She's a porcupine lady. Okay. She's got porcupine spikes. Don't fuck with her. She's dangerous. All right. And then she says to Pelican, I, I had dreams of him. And then Boone in the same breath says to, to Scalp, hey, I, I, dreamt, I dreamt of her. Because in his dreams, it's Shanabazi. It's the moon face dude. It's the Nightcrawler dude. The the like he like he, he looks like Nightcrawler. Literally, he has the horns, dark skin. He looks like Nightcrawler in his dreams. Okay, so then Boone has to uh, take a test. He has to dip his hand in the blood of Baphomet. Wait a minute. Let me stop you right there. Baphomet in this movie is given the French pronunciation but if you look it up it's spelled with the t okay real slick 1990 with this shit okay um so he dips his hand in the blood of baphomet okay he passes the test the tribes of the moon embrace boone boone is officially a night breed now the tribes of the moon were the creatures of the night the tribes of oh i forget the name that okay so at, at one point Man and Nightbreed were in harmony. Oh, man was called Tribes of the Sun. So humans were Tribes of the Sun. Tribes of the Moon were the Nightbreed. At one point, they lived in harmony. But, but like man, man gets greedy. And man wants to run everything. And they get to killing everything that's not like them. So this war ensued, forcing the Tribes of the Moon, a.k.a. the Nightbreed, to go underground. And that's where they've been for centuries at a time. Okay? All right. Moving forward. So then. Aaron arrives in Midian uh, with a friend. Her name is Shannon. Decker follows them. He arrives in Midian as well. He kills her friend Sharon. Aaron finds a baby, like a baby nightbreed that's stuck in the sunlight. Now, sunlight has different adverse uh, reactions to certain nightbreed creatures. It can kill them. It could have, leave them stuck in a certain transformation. Yada, yada, yada. So she sees this baby thing. And stuck in the sunlight, can't transform. And then you see Rachel, her, her mother, because she can't come out in the sunlight. She's like, "Give her, give her to me. Give her my daughter. She help her, help her. Bring her to me. Bring it into the into the dark and in, into the into the you know the cabin, whatever. Sort of out of the sunlight. So then Aaron picks up the little baby. Uh, okay, the baby's name is Babette. So Rachel's like, "Bring Babette to me. Babette, Babette, Babette. Babette is kind of key to this at the end." Okay, uh, so Aaron brings Babette to Rachel in the in the darkness. All of a sudden, Babette turns back into a little bit, a little human girl, right? And then uh, she meets Lylesford, and he tells her not to mention what she saw. The law 
He says to her, the law is what's below remains below. Aaron leaves and discovers her friend's dead body and meets Decker. Decker reveals himself. Now, once again, the mask thing comes about. He chases her and then Boone shows up because they're like, you can't go up. You can't go back out of there. You, you agreed to live in the darkness underground with us. He's like, man, that's my woman. I got to go help her. He's like, look, they're like, dude, if you leave, don't come back. You can't you can't risk us. You're not. She's not worth, you know, you her risking our safety because we've been here for so long. We're not trying to. But it's been prophesied that he's going to destroy all this shit in, in, in the beginning. It's all prophesied anyway. OK, so then uh, da, 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 he saves his girl, Lori. OK, Decker escapes. Lousford tells Boone to take Lori and leave. Boone meets the, the living statue of Baphomet. Huh? The statue of Baphomet. Now, the statue itself is a living statue. It's the living embodiment, uh, uh, living embodiment of Baphomet. It is like a, uh, it has six arms and two color variations. Part of it is translucent with lights. The other part of it is very dark, very carbon-based, very melanin-colored, okay? And then when Baphomet speaks, it's got the loud, booming voice, like a brother would, right? Okay, so I'm getting I'm getting to that later on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. So then Decker calls Inspector Joyce to meet him in Sheerneck. It's one city over from Midian, okay? Uh, Lori wakes up in Midian and talking to the lady. Oh, she's talking to Rachel. And she, okay, so then Rachel, she says, I remember the mural about Boone. So in the mural, it's been prophesied that Boone is the one. Okay, much like uh, Anakin, Darth Vader, to bring balance to the force, but to do so, he's got to destroy everything to rebuild it back up. All right, it's the, the, the destruction rebuild. Uh, what is what's the term called? Destroy and rebuild. You know what I'm talking about. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so then Rachel tells Lori that they are shapeshifters. They are not all immortal. Some have gone beyond death. She tells her, when you dream of flying, living without death, you envy the night breed. And what you envy, you destroy. Uh, Babette grabs Lori's hand and shows her uh, the night breed, the past of what happened and what transpired, what took place, and, and their persecution. And then they were present, uh, persecuted by a Christian sect. Some Knights Templars was in there. All right. But the cross was, was evidence. And they were just beheading, beheading, setting fire, just, you know, murdering all types of night breed people. But the cross... The, the wardrobe, definitely Christian, Christianity, sect-based, uh, religious persecution, whatever the case may be, okay? All right, all right, all right, all right, okay. So then, Baphomet, okay, so Baphomet is the creator of Midian, all right? Uh, Laurie heads down to the tabernacle, because that's where Boone is going down to the tabernacle. They're like, you can't go down there. Um, that's that's off limits. You're not part of us. That's, Baph that's you can't you can't go see Baphomet. So, you know, her being a woman, she's going to go down there and whatever dude the fuck she's going to do. Um, Decker, meanwhile, is on the hunt uh, about Midian. So he tortures this old man to get information about Midian. Okay, because the old man himself at one point wanted to be a night breed. He, he, he too tried to, to get into Midian. They didn't. They rejected him because he was innocent. He was a natural. He didn't have no blood on his hands. Okay, so then he killed the old man. Uh, 
Lori's going down to the tabernacle. She sees all types of different um, nightbreed uh, creatures, all types of weird shit down there. Decker meets Joyce <clears throat> and tells him Boone is alive. Captain Igerman, he runs. He's the, he's the the the, the sheriff, and uh, in, in Sheerneck Midian. That's his that's his jurisdiction. Uh, Captain Igerman, Joyce, and Decker all head to Midian. Scalp tells Lori about the berserkers. They'll come into play at the end too. And if she comes across them, you know it may be you know the end for her. Uh, Lori makes her way to the Baphomet, and then. They tell her, "Don't look at, don't look at that for me. Don't look at it. Don't look at it." Okay. Uh, Lori is, is trying to take Boone up out of Midian because she wants to leave with 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 her man. Decker arrives at the Sweetgrass Inn, kills the staff, and is tracking Boone and Lori to the hotel. So they're back at. So Lori convinces Boone to leave with her. They're at the hotel. All of a sudden, they discover all the dead bodies that Decker had killed when he was there before them, okay? Because uh, Boone can smell blood. Decker calls Igerman and Joyce to alert them. Lori discovers the dead bodies next door. SWAT team shows up, and Boone transforms into his altar, okay? And he has his first taste of blood, and then Boone transforms back, and Lori, he's arrested. Lori escapes. Boone is taken to, to, to a holding cell. He's tortured by Igerman. They beat him up pretty bad. Uh, there's a priest in the cell next to him. The priest, um, he's, he's bad shit crazy, but he believes the apocalypse, the end times are here. Okay, so then Joyce and some of Igerman, Igerman's men agree to go to Midian. Uh, the doctor, medical doctor, comes in to inspect Boone. He puts up the stethoscope to the to his chest. He's like, "Hey, man, this." He he gets he leaves. He's like, "What are you leaving for?" He said, "That man has no pulse. That man is dead." <laughs> he tells one of the cops, right? Uh, <laughs> Igerman discovers Boone is a walking dead man, and in a fit of rage, he 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 asks Decker, "Like, what is this? The same guy y'all killed months prior?" I, you know. Is this the serial killer guy that y'all brought to my to my jurisdiction, right? Because he he remember, he knows the story of the guy that got shot and the body's been missing, so he put two and two together that this is the guy. Okay, so then Joyce and his men uh, they grab one. Okay, so they go to Midian, right? One of the Nightbreed get caught out. He gets caught in the sunlight. They drag him out. His name's Onaka. Onaka has a little pet dog and he has like star tattoos on his nipples. Whatever. Onaka is is harmless. They drag him out of the out of the dark. They leave him in the sunlight. He begins to cook, like a vampire would. So he's cooking, and he's begging them to help him. He's begging them to 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 you know to get him out of the sunlight. He reaches for the black man, Joyce, right? Because the, the 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 white cops is like, what the fuck? And they're tormenting him and shit. So as, as Joyce had a, had a change of heart to actually go help him, he explodes. Onaka explodes in the sunlight. All right. In the meantime, the Nightbreed destroys the cop's car, the car that they came in. So now they're stranded in Midian. Okay. Uh, the priest, getting back to the priest in the cell, speaks about the apocalypse and decides to go to Midian with Igerman and Decker to attack Midian. Okay. Igerman and his men have a militia. They're called the Sons of the Free. Rachel, Babette's mother, and Scalp 
uh, go to the jail to go pick up Boone with Lori. They're going to break him out of jail. Okay. Okay. So then they tell Lori they need Boone. Boone is the only one to uh, to ever go in front of Baphomet and survive. He is the one. No, no breed has ever gone in front of Baphomet and survived. He's the one. He's the one that has been prophesied. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So then they're in the jail. They're going, they're fighting the cops and shit. So Rachel's her, uh, her abilities, she can transform into smoke. Okay. So then, so the, the, the one cell door, she take, she's naked and she transforms into this mist. She goes to the, under the door, right? And then she reappears again in human form. Of course, she's naked. She kisses the cop. The cop pretty much dies with smoke coming out of his, out of his mouth, right? Because uh, clearly she's a toxic uh, woman, okay? Her dad's some entity, whatever. All right. So then they bust out Boone. He transforms in front of Lori for the first time. She sees his mask, his real mask, okay? The priest and the sons of the of sons of the free head out to Midian. They all they're gunned up, rifled up. They're ready. They're ready for war. Okay. The priest has a change of heart. Decker uh, is a schizophrenic uh, serial killer. Joyce confronts Decker. Decker says, "Hey, I want to show you something." He calls Joyce over to the car, and he's like, "Okay, what, man? What do you? You know, we we about to go. We about to go to battle with these things. You want to show me something?" He said, "Yeah, I want to show you something." So he, Decker shows him his mask because he has this, this serial killer mask. He's got these button eyes, the zipper mouth, right? With this, with this razor blade. He shows him the mask. And he's like, what is this? So while Joyce is looking at it, then Decker pulls out his razor blade and slashes Joy, uh, Inspector Joyce. Now, there's a weird part of this movie. This is where the, the, the cut scenes are all continuity is messed up. Because in that particular scene, Joyce is dead. Later on in the battle, all of a sudden Joyce re- reappears with no injuries. Okay, now when you see that scene, when 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 Decker attacks Joyce, this man is slashed to bits. This man is laying there dead. Continuity, they really fucked that up because there's no way Joyce should be in the, the third act helping Laurie and Boone and all that extra shit. Okay, I, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just mentioning that just for continuity issues. Okay, Joyce confronts Decker, shows him his killing mask. Then slashes Joyce killing him. Rachel, Lee, Boone, and Scalp race back to Midian, but it's too late because the Sons of Free attack Midian. Boone tells the people they must fight against uh, they must fight against their uh, the, the, the advancing attackers. Lylesburg is like, we 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 okay, fine. We need to move Baphomet. So they agree to move Baphomet, break him up into different parts, and scatter him, his body, all over the, wherever the, wherever the fuck. They need to hide him. And then eventually Boone will have to find all of the parts of Baphomet and put them back together again. Okay. So then Decker goes after Lori. Uh, the sons make their way into the lower Midian. Uh, Boone confronts Igerman. Uh, the priest begs Boone to take him in. The priest also wants to be part of uh, the night breed. Okay. It's a really popping club. Uh you get to see Shauna, Shauna, uh, Shauna Nassi in, in action, the porcupine lady. She does what she does. She shoots out porcupines from her back and kills a couple people. So you kind of get to see some of the Nybri in action. Uh, their warring uh, combat skills. Pelican is putting in work. Scalp is putting in work. 
moon face dude is putting in work. The one particular guy says fat, fat night breed. He has two snakes that come out of his belly and wrap around his, uh, wrap around his, his, his head. Right. So they get, they get confronted him and night and him and night crawler dude. Right. This is like some side action. So him and night crawler dude. And they're like, ha, 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 what are we going to do? We're going to fight. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I came, I got friends. And then you see this, these snakes come out of his stomach and they wrap around his, his head, whatever the case may be. Okay. All right. So then you see them in action. So everybody's in action. Everybody's whooping ass, getting ass whooped. Okay. So then Boone finds Lylesburg and asked, uh, why isn't he fighting? Uh, Lylesburg says, the prophecy says Midian is to be destroyed. It is Baphomet's will. Boone decides to release the berserkers. Lylesburg is shot in the process of trying to release the berserkers. Boone finishes the job. Okay. Pelican is injured. And uh, he sees Boone. And Pelican's like, man, I didn't believe the prophecy. I didn't believe it. Um. I, I, you know, I was the guy that, that, that bit you that caused this chain reaction. So then Pelican shows him the mural where it's all been prophesied that Pelican bites Boone, uh, destruction of Midian. And then the Boone is the one to rebuild Midian in a new location and, and find all, all about for me and return him back to his natural, natural, natural state. Okay. So then. So then Decker is that down in the Midian now. He's putting he kills Scalp. He puts Scalp's head on the pike. All right. Uh Boone and Decker engage in combat. Boone kills Decker. Okay. Baphomet summons Boone. Right before they they, they as they're taking him bits and pieces apart. He he's like Boone. He summons Boone. Like he's that's how he called him. Like Boone. He calls him down to, down to the tabernacle. And then Baphomet charges Boone to rebuild a new Midian and find and heal him. He is no longer Boone. He is now known as Cabal. Now, everyone knows what a Cabal is. Okay. It's not that deep. But um, everybody leaves the tabernacle. The priest goes down to the tabernacle. He sees all this shit going down. He's like, well, shit, I want some of the action too. He goes down there. He sees, he sees Baphomet, the bits of pieces that's, that's, that's left of him. And he goes to touch, to dip his hand in the blood of Baphomet. So everything's as loud as explosions. The ground is shaking. The ground shakes. The blood of Baphomet spills onto the priest's face, burns him horribly. Now, this is not actual blood. It's like like bubbling water, basically. But that's the blood of Baphomet. Go figure. Okay. So he's burned. So now he's like, oh, I blame you for, for injuring me. Okay. The key point is part of that him being burned, he absorbs some of their power. So now the priest is super strong. Okay. Even though his head is is disfigured, he's burned, his hair is missing. You know what I'm saying? He got fucked up, but he got some powers out of the shit too. Okay. So then Midian is utterly destroyed. Boone and uh so Boone is is after the whole get down, right? After everyone's everyone broke broke out, Wh- whoever's dead is dead, right? So Boone and Lori are like off in the cut. He's like, "Look, I gotta go. I'll come back for you. Don't know when." She's like, "Well, what the fuck? How long is that gonna take?" I mean, I'd be an old lady. I want to go with you now. 
He's like, no, you can't go with me. Stay your ass here. So this heifer, <laughs> smart, she stabs herself <laughs> in the damn stomach. <laughs> she stabs herself, forcing Boone to bite her. Because he the, his bite will resurrect her. Because he doesn't want her to flat out just die. Okay? So he bites her before she dies. She passes out. She transitions. She reawakens. So the bite worked. So now she's night breed too. So they run off together to go find wherever bits and pieces of, of Baphomet they can, they can find to, to put them back together again. Okay. So then bites her. Back at uh, Midian, Igerman sees the burned priest. Okay. Sees the burned priest. The priest says to him, I saw their God. And I want to burn him the way they burned me. The priest is going, he's mentally, he's not, he's a nutcase. Okay. The priest is now imbued with super physical strength and he kills Igerman. The priest finds Decker's dead body, puts it up on a cross, finds some of the blood, the, the leftover blood of Baphomet, puts it in Decker's wound. Decker's resurrected. Okay. And as he, as Decker is resurrected, the priest tells Decker, um, I want to burn them. And he says, I saw them, God master. He burned me and I want to burn them back. Okay. Decker. Okay. Okay. Cut scene. The rest of the, uh, the night breed are in the farm. It's Rachel Babette. Uh, I think Nightcrawler made it out and Moonface dude, pretty much in the front of the front of the, of the shot. They say, uh, they're waiting, they're waiting Cabal's uh, return. And they ask, well, when, when will he return? Rachel says it could be tonight, the next night, or on the next wind. And then Babette says, yes, on the next wind. And then you see the mural, brand new mural. At the top is Boone and Lori. End scene. It ends. They never made a sequel to this. Can you fucking believe this movie? They never made a, a sequel to this. Never. I've, in, in a few years ago, they talked about a sequel, possibly. Never came to fruition. That was 1990s Night Breed, a classic, 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 classic. With that being said, I'm going to take a short break because my throat is on fire. I will be back in two. I know, right? One, one more to go and I'll, I'll be good to go. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That'll work.
I'm going to go see it tonight. As soon as after this show's over, I'm on my way up there. Yep. <laughs> yes, I got the nine. I, I got the nine o'clock show. I am not fucking around with this one. Okay. Uh, got got. What, what you you mean? Oh damn! I I'm that bad. I am that bad. You're right. I am that bad. I'm not gonna say a lie to you, bro. That is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you got eight days to go see it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping this will go about 20 to 30 minutes and then maybe a couple phone calls and I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to cut cut beta at eight forty five. To be honest with you, I mean at seven forty five my time. So, yeah. Flash Gordon, you you laugh, you laugh now, but when I get into it. <laughs> Nineteen eighty. I didn't even know. I didn't know it was that old. I didn't even know it was that old. Yeah, I've watched it four times in the last two days. I just been. I I, I remember why I liked it so much as a kid. So. Woo! Yes, that's 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 old man movie right there. Shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.
Um, shit, honestly. Yeah, the trailer, I, I, I just caught the trailer for that, what, yes, the other day? So I'm like, okay, obviously, dude's not dead, dead. Uh, Sheriff, he's not dead. Yeah, so I'm sure they're going to take the fight over to wherever they move to, right? I forget what, what state, what's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all the movies I got lined up to review are pretty much old, old flicks, man. So I, I yeah, I believe, I believe so. Like, I know, right? No, but the old stuff you, you go back and watch and you see so much some you know so many times like damn how did I miss that and I missed that and so right yeah yeah all right welcome back <clears throat> <laughs> to the Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot 75. I'm your host, Super Slot 75. Shout out to Ron the Boards and uh, Cindy Ashby, the producer extraordinaire, aka Boss, aka the Slave Driver, aka the, the Whip Cracker. Um, you can always visit us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio I for replays of shows you missed. The call in number is always. Six four six five four seven one three zero five. Also, please feel free to donate any amounts, which will go to airtime and the website. It's a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us to keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under superslot 75. Also, merchandise available at teespring.com. Okay. Let's get into my final movie breakdown for the night. And I did not go get the water. Like I said, I was going to get the water because I'm a retard like that. First and foremost, I want to thank uh, Keep It Techie for the uh, super chat. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Now, let's get into a, uh, a cult classic for all my old heads. This movie came out in 1980. I say 1980. It is Flash Gordon. Yes, goddammit. Flash Gordon starring Sam Jones. Max von Saito, uh, Brian Blessed, oh, um, Timothy Dalton. At one point, he was James Bond, is in this movie. So let's get into it. There's some gems in, in Flash Gordon that I know for goddamn sure that no one saw. Okay, but we're going to talk about it tonight. All right. So the opening scene, you hear Ming talk about, you know, he says, Clytus, I'm bored. Uh, give me something to play with. So then Clytus says, you know, some planet in SK system, they call it Earth. And I love the way his accent, Clytus's accent, I think his name is Peter Wingard, right? The way they say Earth, like it's like, ugh, like, ugh, Earth, like it's dirty. Okay, so then Clytus selects Earth. And then Ming begins to slowly bombard Earth with a whole bunch of calamities, all right? At his disposal, 
at his disposal. He has hurricanes, hot hail, typhoon, meteor storms, tornadoes, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions. So every known uh, unnatural, natural weather disaster known to man is at Ming's uh, beck and call with just a push of a button. Flash and Dale meet for the first time on the flight. Uh, they experience hot hail during their flight. Ming astral projects and kills the two pilots instantly. Flash has to fly the plane and land it. They land the plane next to uh, Dr. Zarkov. Dr. Zarkov is the only person on the planet that predicted that the earth was under attack and that the moon is being bombarded with energy beams to take it out of its orbit to crash it into earth. Okay. Um, Zarkov's assistant is killed. So then Zarkov lures Flash and um, um, Dale into the rocket ship. And they're like, well, where are we going? He said, we're going to wh whoever's causing this, this, this calamity. We're going straight to them. Sounds like Prometheus, doesn't it? You remember in Prometheus when Dr. Shaw and uh, the robot, I forget, the, they, they took off into the, the engineer's ship to go find the engineers. Okay, this is what Zarkov's plan is. They take off in a rocket ship. They go through the Imperial Vortex. Uh, Ming's people, they pick them up on a radar. Tractor beam, they, make them, they land them, into the, they land them on, on, on the planet. They're brought before uh, the capture. They're brought before Ming. Now, they're being brought before Ming during a tribute. Okay, they're doing a tribute. So all seven uh, nations or, or or galaxies, whatever, under 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 Ming's rule, have to pay him tribute. So during the tribute, there's one particular uh, planet I want to talk about real quick. Okay, the people of Ardentia. Ardentia are the melanated people, African people, black people, okay? They, they're in all gold, right? So then Ming's like, what have the people of Ardentia brought to me as tribute, okay? And then they say, well, we don't have any tribute because you blasted our kingdom, but we do give our undying loyalty. Clytus was like, well, we love uh, undying loyalty. And then Ming asked the prince of Ardentia, well, how deep is your loyalty? How loyal are you to Ming? Homeboy says, without measure. So then Ming says, fall on your sword. What? <laughs> the prince was like, I'm sorry? <laughs> Ming says, I need you to show your loyalty. I need you to fall on your sword. So the prince... Uh, Begins the, 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 the process of unsheathing his sword, right? And then he he's like, okay, you know, if in front of everybody, this is this is for me. So as he's about to stab himself, he faints and actually goes to attack Ming. He says, Death to Ming. And then his robot shoots him with a freeze beam. He's frozen solid in position. So Ming's like, Oh, okay takes his sword out of the out of out of the prince's hands and stabs him while he's frozen and they drag his body off okay so then flash says oh my god this guy's a psycho and they and the radio the transmitter he's like oh 
Ming, he's a, he's a psycho. He's blasting a loudspeaker. So then Ming says, who said that? And they said the fair haired, the fair haired prisoner. <laughs> Listen, this movie is so campy. It's so 1980. It's campy as hell, but I, okay. Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. Ming say, so they, they, they bring him in front of Ming. Ming is like, okay, who are you? And what do you, you know, what do y'all, what, 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 what do you, why, you know, who are you? So then um, Zarkov asks me, he says, you know, why, why do you attack us? Ming says, well, why not? And, and then he goes into uh, pathetic earthlings hurling your bodies out into the void without the slightest inkling of who or what is out there. If you knew anything about the true nature of the universe, anything at all, you would have hidden from it in terror. That was deep. That was pretty deep. So he puts Dale under a sex spell with his ring. So then Dale starts to simulate like she's having sex with Ming. Okay. So Clytus is like, Ming, Ming asks Clytus, he's like, man, have you ever seen a response like this? He says, no, she, she may rival your daughter. Now for all you red pill goofball niggas, I got some for y'all in this movie too. Um, so then he ends the spell. Dale's like, oh my God, what happened? Flash is like, I don't know what it was, but it was it was sensational. Okay. So then <laughs> I haven't seen the Okay, I'm going to my notes. The princess, Ming's daughter, Princess Aura, she sees all this. She tells, she goes to Ming and she tells Ming, um, she says, I want him, father, give him to me. Red pill niggas, listen up. Ming tells her, your appetite is too dangerous. He refuses to give Flash to his to Princess Aura, his daughter, because not only is she sleeping with, she's engaged to Prince Baron, Timothy Dalton. She has an affair with the, the, with the Imperial Doctor. Okay? She has her own pleasure planet. Where she takes all take, takes all of her lovers, right? This woman is a whore, and Ming knows this. This is 1980, okay? Now, now let me get on to it, okay? So then, um, first thing, okay. So Ming says, okay, I'm gonna take the the female. She's gonna be and because she's gonna go to the pleasure room. Flash is like she's not going anywhere. Flash, they end up fighting the guards. He's using football tactics because in the movie he plays the quarterback for the Jets. Okay, so he's he's whooping on on Clytus's guards and making him look like a buffoon or whatever. So then Flash gets knocked out. They drag Flash. Ming says, "Okay, he's about to be executed. Uh, executed in the morning." Okay, the uh, Zarkov is ordered to go get mind wiped to become an agent for Ming. Okay, so then next scene is a Flash. It's the next morning. Flash is being brought out to be executed. Gas chamber. The doctor. The princess's lover. He hits Flash with a, uh, an injection. He says, hey, this is going to help you on your way. So then they release the gas. Flash is, you know, you think he's dead. He succumbs to the gas. Body is, is, is out. Okay. Next scene, you see the princess. She opens the coffin. She, she hits him with an injection dart. She, kiss, she, she gives him a kiss. And he's resurrected. And she's like, you know, I, I like you. I brought you back from the dead. He's like, oh, my God, how did you do that? 
She says, by magic. By magic. Okay. I'm just going off on a tangent. Okay. So then, uh, before she resurrects Flash's body, Princess Aura tells her future husband, Prince Baron, she says, look, I need you to fly back to your planet. I'm going to meet you there in a minute. I, I got I to gotta do some things first. He's like, well, how long? When? She said, I'll be there soon. And she kisses him, and he calls her a lying bitch because he knows this, the nature of this woman that he's engaged to marry. Red pill niggas, listen up. Okay, okay, all right, moving on. So Flash is, is, is resurrected. She says, look, we need to get you up out of here. I'm going to take you to Aborea, which is, which is Prince Baron's uh, kingdom. It's Aborea. Uh, uh, Aborea, Aboratorium, trees, vegetation, that type of planet. Okay, like a tree planet, whatever the case may be, a forest planet. Okay. So then she sneaks him out. Before he's being snuck out, he sees Zarkov about to be mind wiped. He's like, hey, man, that about to, that's Zarkov. I need to help. She's like, no, we ain't got time. We got to get you up out of here before they come bury your body. Okay. So then they're on a ship to Aborea. Okay. Now, getting back to Zarkov, he's about to get mind wiped. And so then this interesting uh, diatribe between Ming and Zarkov. Let me pull that up real quick. Okay. So it's called mental conditioning. So Ming tells him first, he says, I want to tell you this first. He said, he says, every thousand years, I test each life system in the universe. I visit it with mysteries, earthquakes, unpredicted eclipses, strange craters in the wilderness. If these are taken as natural, I judge that system ignorant and harmless, and I spare it. But if the hand of Ming is recognized behind these events, I judge that system as dangerous to us. And I call upon the great god Daizan. Daizan in Japanese means great calamity, great destruction. He said, okay, call upon a great uh, God Daizan and, and, and for his greater glory and our mutual pleasure, I destroy it utterly. So Zarkov is like, well, you mean I'm the reason why? He, he's like, yes, you're the reason why I got to destroy your planet because you found out it was, it was my hand. Okay. So now during the flight to Aborea, uh, Princess and, and Flash, kissy kissy here and there. She uses a, uh, a telepathy device. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Baron and let him know I'm on my way to him. He says, What do you mean, talk to him? He says, Yeah, through telepathy. You don't, have, you guys don't have telepathy on your planet. He's like, No. Well, how does that work? So, she explains to him how it works. She shows him how it works. She shows him how to fight a ship. He says, Well, look, I need to, I need to, I need to tune, help, help me tune into Dale. I need to talk to Dale. So he convinces her to talk to Dale after he threatens to crash the ship into a, into Phrygia. All right. So she he's talking to Dale. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm alive. Um, I'm talking to you to, with, via tele- telepathy. Um, I got a plan. Just be chill. And she's like, well, I'm in his pleasure room. And he's going to be here any minute. He says, fake him out. Dodge him. That's what you guys do. This is what he said. In, this is 1980. He's like, dodge him out. Do- do- you can f- dodge him out. <laughs> Fake him out. <laughs> okay, right, right. Okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so then, 
as Dale's being prompted to be to be means concubine, she gets one of the slave girls to drink uh, the 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 elixir, like the 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 alcohol to get her drunk. She switches out uniforms with the slave girl. <laughs> so then, um, Ming comes in, and he thinks he's about to have sex with Dale, and come to find out it's a slave girl. So then, General Kala and Clytus have found Dale. She's running around the castle tr- trying to hide, and she, they, they're tracking her. And they're like, hey, okay, let's send an agent Zarkov. Let's, let's use him as a double agent to find out what her motives are and where, and where she's going to go to. So all of a sudden, Agent Zarkov pops up. He's like, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're alive. You're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't wipe my mind. I, I, okay, so she's like, well, I just talked to Flash. He's alive. He's on Aboria, and he has a plan. And then they're, they're hearing all this through, through Zarkov, right? Okay, one interesting thing, uh, Clytus and General Kala have a thing, okay? Funny story, my workout partner, her first name is Kala. So when I heard the name Kala, I was like, oh, ain't this, about, ain't this small world? Okay, so then, as, as before his mind was wiped, Clytus, Clytus tells Kala, he says, look, um, I'm about to leave. Can you handle this by yourself? He rubs her face. You know, really, really nicely and affectionately. And she's like, yeah, I'll be fine. So he, he tells her, don't turn it past three. A human brain can't take a mind wipe past three. Clytus leaves the room. Guess what General Kala does? She tells the man, the, the operator, turn it up to six. And he's like, turn he turn it up to six? She's like, are you, are you disobeying a direct order? 1980. <laughs> All right, so they let um, they let Zarkov and Dale escape. Okay, they get picked up by the Hawkmen. Now, during the tribute, you had the Hawkmen, you had the Treemen, you had Iceman, you had Lizardmen, you had a whole like seven or eight different um, different uh, gov- uh, factions that are all under Ming's rule. Basically, okay, so now, so then Ming is like, Well, how the hell is Flash alive? Clytus asks Ming's permission to 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 track and see how far this it goes. He says, Sir, you know, can I have your permission to go as far as possible, no matter who it leads to? He says, Do what you got to do. Because Clytus already has an idea why Flash is still alive. Okay. Um, Aura and Banner. Okay. Okay. okay Flash. Yeah. Okay. So then Aura and Flash land on planet Oboria. Princess Aura goes to the Baron and says, hey, you know, hey, I came. He's like, oh, you came. Oh, nice. She's like, hey, um, I have a surprise for you. He says, surprise? Yeah. And then she's like, Flash, come out. He's like, you brought Flash? Wait a minute, I thought he was dead. So then, so then he's like, no, he, he can't be, I can't keep him here. Like, <laughs> he can't be here, whatever. They get into an argument. So then uh, Baron takes Flash captive. Okay. Uh, okay, also, during uh, the Hawkman ride with, with Zarkov and Dale, Zarkov reveals that they couldn't wipe his mind. And she was like, well, what did you do? 
He said, I recited some songs of the Talmud. So he's a Jew. Okay. So the Talmud pretty much is the reason why this man's mind wasn't wiped and also other, other stuff he thought about as well. Okay. So, mm, 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 okay. So then flash is given a task to, uh, to, to perform a ritual, like one of the treatment ritual, um, to test, you know, to test because Baron wants, Baron wants to kill him, but not directly. He wants him to die indirectly. So that way he doesn't get blamed for the shit. All right. So then, uh, he, he sticks his hand in, in the in the tree stump. There's a like a scorpion creature that will sting you, and if you get stung, uh, it's pretty much a, an agonizing, painful death. And you either, you either take that or just take take instant death. So he passes the uh, that well, he tricked Baron. He act like he got stung, right? And he took his sword. He says, "Hey, I tricked you. Hey, I got your sword." Um, so then <laughs> they end up going to the Hawkman planet right so it's dale it's zarkov it's it's prince voltan it's the hawkman it's the treeman blah 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 all pretty much at fighting over flash so the uh prince voltan's like well i gotta turn y'all all all y'all in because you know you guys i can't so then zarkov is like well look you all hate me why don't you all just link up together and fight him voltan's like our weapons, we don't have the technology another year. He says, what I'm going to do is turn you guys in and buy myself time before I can take out Ming. Okay? In the very beginning of the, of the, of the, of the movie, towards the end, well, the one part I missed, when they were brought in, in front of before Ming, Zarkov made a mention. He says, these people look, they need to be gathered together and led by somebody to, to revolt against this Ming. And he was looking at Flash. Okay, that was in the very beginning when they were being brought in front of, in front of Ming. Okay, now getting back to it. Clytus gets the info. He captures uh, Aura. Aura went back to uh, to Ming's planet for the wedding, right before the for wedding preparations and stuff. Clytus torches Aura. Aura eventually spills the beans, right? And then Clytus and Ming are having a conversation. And uh, he says, "You know, good job, whatever the case may be." He says, what are you going to do with, uh, he says, well, shall I, shall I execute her? He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to banish her to Frigia for one year. And then he says, who knows? Maybe after a year, we'll marry her off to someone that's just as treacherous as her. And then, of course, Clytus is so excited. He's like, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He says, how can I repay you? He says, well, bring me, bring me Flash and Baron. So then Clytus gets the drop on where they're at. Clytus shows up at the 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 hawkman kingdom okay before all that took place baron and flash have a fight to the death flash ends up saving baron's life baron says you know what you lead i follow uh you know my life is yours wherever they so they he agrees to to go you know to, to link up with, with with flash to go against me okay uh next to the notes next to the notes 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 uh, friends, okay, flash. Yeah, where he goes, he follows. Okay, so then Clytus shows up, and Clytus is like, I'm gonna kill everybody here. <laughs> so then Baron punches Clytus, Flash tackles Clytus and throws him on some spikes. 
as Clytus's body is, is, is disintegrating, black goo comes out from his body. Okay. That may be something that may be nothing, but black goo. Okay. Uh, okay. So then they all retreat. Voltan is like, okay, we just killed uh, Ming's right-hand man. We're all dead. We're, I'm out of here. We're leaving. We're, everybody leaves. So Voltan and the hawk people, they leave. Uh, okay, he retreats and leaves Baron, Flash, Dale, and Zarkov behind. Ming shows up in his ship. He sends for Dale, Baron, and Zarkov, and he has a conversation with Flash. Ming offers Flash the Earth as his kingdom. Ming says they'll be more tractable, easier to rule in the name of Ming. Says they'll be satisfied with less. Says Flash can have Dale to breed. To repopulate the earth. With the their imperial progeny. Flash rejects the offer. Okay. So they leave. So they everybody leaves. They leave Flash on the planet by himself. They shoot the planet up. Destroy the planet. Flash finds a, a Hawkman rocket cycle. Somewhere underground. So they, the planet blows up. They didn't realize it. They didn't see Flash flying off in a rocket cycle. So everyone's going back to Ming's castle, the planet for the for the wedding, for the ceremony. Okay, uh, Flash is like, "Hey, um, Voltan, it's it's me, Flash. I'm alive." He's like, "What the hell?" Okay, I'm gonna send you a homing signal. Where where where, where to Boria? Okay, so then Voltan realizes Flash is right. They all need to link up and 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 go after Ming. So then Flash is on the way to Boria. They get with Voltan and they get with uh. So he gives to Voltan. So they have a plan. The plan is to lure one of the uh, one of the the war rocket ships, capture one of the rocket ships, uh, take over the rocket ship, go back to me and do and, and take it out that way. Okay. So then Flash is on a rocket cycle, and they they go to the castle. They shoot at Flash, ping 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 pew pew pew, and they send one of the war rockets. They called Ajax to uh, go capture Flash. Flash goes up in the clouds. Now he goes past the clouds. Where the entire kingdom of of, of, of of the Hawkmen are just waiting in the wings. So then the, the captain, the general of the Ajax ship, he's like, okay, electrify the clouds. It, okay, we, we there's no body. Okay, let's go, let's go get him. So as the ship goes through the clouds, right? <laughs> of course, you know, the the, the background music that the, the flash, the theme song by Queen. Listen, you you may have never heard of Flash going to the movie. But you goddamn sure heard that fucking soundtrack, that flash. That's you've heard that song. I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are. I don't give a fuck how old you are. You may have never seen this movie, but you've heard that fucking soundtrack. Okay. So then the ship comes to the clouds. Voltan's like Hawkman dive. So they just dive in wave after wave after wave, and they're attacking the ship. And lasers and shit, and people are falling over and getting shot the fuck up and all this shit. So then they need to blow a hole in the side of the ship. One of uh, Voltan's right-hand man, Nero, he gets hit. So then Flash like, Nero's been hit. I'm going to go get him. And then Voltan's like, God damn it, impetuous boy. And so he tells the whole entire goddamn fleet, everybody dive. So they all swarm the Ajax war rocket ship. And the music is playing. And God damn it. And, 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 and you know, you have to watch this movie. Because if as this, this particular scene, when they're attacking the ship and the, and the soundtrack is playing in the background, I guess that's the kid in me, whatever. So they take over the ship. They okay. So the plan is for Flash to guide the ship 
and the Hawkman will follow, right? All the while during this, uh, Dale's being prepped to be married to uh, to Mean. So they're going through all their preparations and shit. Uh, Aura ends up escaping. She stabs one of the uh, guards in the back with some pins. Come in, friend, friend. Okay. Cut back to Flash on the ship. Okay. So then Voltan's like, hey, man, okay. Um, you got to leave now. It's time to leave. You're not going to make it with this ship. They're going to shoot this shit to, to ship to smithereens. smithereens. He's like, hey, man, no. Somebody's got to pilot the ship all the way through because it's not going to work if no one stays behind. He says, well, no, man, you, I can carry. He's like, no, it's not going to work. He says, well, okay, okay, Voltan, you know, it's, it's been good knowing you. They shake hands and Voltan flies off and the fucking music is playing and shit. And it's like, flash. And the lasers are shooting the shit up and, you know, flash is flying the goddamn ship through the fucking lightning field and shit. And uh, <laughs> so then Aura frees Baron and Zarkov. So Baron's like, Zarkov's like, we need to just to deactivate the lightning field. Zark, uh, Baron's like, we ain't got time for all that. I'm about to go do all this extra shit. So Baron's off whooping ass. Zarkov goes find the uh, the lightning field. Eventually, Baron finds the lightning field and and dis- disables it. But then they meet up with Gen- General Kala. General Kala is like, uh, now she they shoot her. She shoots out a ring of flames and she she gets shot and she dies as her body disintegrates. More black goo. Okay. So then, cut cut back to the goddamn ship. Flash is flying his fucking ship. And then, but before Kala gets killed, she's like, oh, you know, residents of, of Ming, uh, we are trained on the lightning field in celebration of Ming's uh, royal wedding, right? Okay, so then, as they're reading the, the saying of vows and shit, okay, the preacher man says to Ming, uh, do you promise? Wait, I got to get to the vows. She was hilarious. He says, "Do you promise to use her at your will and not to blast her into space?" <laughs> the Ming is like, "What?" He says, "Until such time as you grow weary of her." <laughs> I'm sorry, it's kidding me. It's kidding me. Okay. So then, uh, 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 Baron disables the lightning field. He grab. He tells Zarkov to grab one of the scanners. The images images off one of the agents. Now here's the, the crazy part. So he pulls off the imager of one of the agents. They are all like bioelectrically connected to each other and to the to the to the machinery. He pulls out the imager, wires and shit are in his eye sockets. They all pretty much they all at one time just uh, start to shut down. Okay, so they're done. Lightning field is is disabled. Here comes Flash with the ship. The fucking music is playing, right? The guitar lick is playing and shit. And then Dale's like, and everybody's like, what the fuck? And then Ming's like, what the fuck? And Dale runs off. She's like, go Flash. (laughs) And then Flash crashes the ship into the damn building. And then as Ming is turning to run away, he gets impaled with the nose of the ship. Okay. So then Baron comes out. Hey, lightning feels disabled, right? So then here comes Flash, grabs a sword, and he's, he, he's ready to attack. He's ready to attack, uh, his, attack me because he's trying to save the planet before the Earth is uh, in, 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 in bombarded with the moon because he has so many hours to get this job done. 
So then he's like, uh, so Ming tells Flash, he says, my life is not for any earthling to give or take. Oh, such epicness, such epicness. And he's like, your powers are fading, Ming. So then Ming basically disintegrates and, and the ring falls to the ground. And then here comes the robot. And uh, he says, hey, you know, Flash, hail Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon, your, your planet's been saved. And then Flash jumps and says, yeah. And then the music is playing and shit. <laughs> So then, so then celebration is coming. The music is playing and shit. And then out comes uh, Prince Baron because he's the rightful heir of the, the kingdom of Mongol. He makes Voltan <laughs> the general of all the armies. Right. And so then, um, <laughs> so then Dale, Zarkov, and Flash will find a way to go back to Earth. Uh, wait a minute. No, no, more notes, more notes, more notes, more notes. So then as the Hawkman fly over they sky right in the wall on, on the on the sky thanks flash and then so then after the celebration and shit there's a cut scene there's ming's ring and you can hear ming laughing in the background and somebody's hand picks up ming's ring and it says the end question mark and that oh wait 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 one thing we all missed in this one let me go to my notes real quick i'll tell you what we missed the insignia of Ming the Merciless, the symbol, whatever you want to call it, uh, that symbol is the compass and square. If you know what the compass and square is, enough said. That is the symbol in this movie used for Ming. Okay? All right. That is, that is, that is Flash Gordon. Um, What can I say? I mean, it's fucking 1980. They gave you, they gave you Masonic lore. They gave you a woman's sexual nature. Huh? Okay. They gave you weather manipulation. Huh? This is 1980, people. <coughs> 19 fucking 80. Now, don't get me wrong. The comic strip is goes back to 1934, I believe. The, the original Flash Gordon. But, um, so with that, those are my movie wrap-ups, breakdowns, whatever. If you got any questions about what I said tonight or anything else, the call in number is 646-547-1305. Got about 10 minutes before I wrap this thing up, before I go see the Joker tonight. Um, oh, yeah, so let, let's get into it real quick. Real quick, real quick, uh, before, I, before I get off. There's a picture. We're talking about Amber, Amber Geiger real quick. There's a picture. Of the judge hugging Amber Geiger. I ain't talking about the one that y'all have seen. There's one particular picture of, of, of the judge hugging Amber Geiger. And the judge's hands are in a certain configuration. Okay. I'll let y'all figure out and do the knowledge to that. But it's a, it's very specific hand gesture that... The judge places on on the back of Amber her uh, Amber Geiger's back. Okay, so if you want to ask me what really happened, well, my take is uh, unfortunately this brother was was given up by the family. That's my take. That is my take. I believe both the gene was the sacrificial lamb for this family. Um, that's the only way I can I can look at it because ain't no way in hell 
regular black folk are this goddamn forgiving. I I I I refuse to. I know we softish baby shit, but I ref. I I I just I, this 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 man was was given up. Clearly, he was given up, and in the manner he was given up, the way it went down, he he was given up. So this is another case in point where I've tried to tell people: be mindful of the company you keep, especially your family, because you don't know what thirst pockets thirsty ideas they have for you or, or or people around you so stop being so accessible to everybody <laughs> if you don't think your own mama would give you up your own brothers would give you up <laughs> you'd be you'd be well you'd be you'd be you'd be surprised at, at, at the lengths that people will go to for whatever the case may be to set to satiate their uh their 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 wants and, and desires you know what i mean so um once again thank you all you maniacs in chat <laughs> faces by pureness <laughs> girl <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My throat is parched. I haven't had anything to drink. So uh um yeah, that's that's my take on the Amber Geiger thing. Poor both of Gene. Uh, I know I don't want to turn this into an immigrant thing, but you 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 do know it's certain first and second gen immigrants have a certain mindset when it comes to dealing with oppression. And uh they tend to fold like lawn chairs. Let's be honest, but that that's that's my little rant on on the both the gene thing. Uh, once again, <clears throat> call in number six four six five four seven one three zero five. You can always visit us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. You can find me on the YouTube on Superslide seventy five merchandise is at teespring.com forward slash Superslide seventy five. Also, feel you know feel free to donate any amount of monies. Uh, PayPal is through uh, onthewakeofradio at gmail.com. I'm going to give a final shout out to Round the Boards and uh, the slave driver herself, Cindy. So I'm going to wrap this up. And I know it's a bit early, but we got we all got things to do. I'm not going to sit here and try and push this show longer than what it needs to be. Uh, next show, more movie breakdowns. I promise I'll have more articles to, to go over for you guys. But I just thought these particular um, movies and shows that I watched spoke to me. Hopefully it spoke to you. Hopefully it draw interest into you watching this stuff and seeing what I saw. Maybe you see, you'll see some things that I didn't see. Um, that's the beauty of all this. Everyone sees what they want to see for the most part. Um, so yeah, with that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up and get, get up out of here. And uh, I'll see you guys real soon. Y'all have a good one. Peace. I know it's early, man, but fuck it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to force it. I mean, you know, so. Man, I'm telling I'm, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter who you, you've heard. Everyone's heard that song, period, period. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Good deal, good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's up.
Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's an actual uh yeah, they made the actual uh, soundtrack for that for that movie. I, I got it somewhere in my file. I need to go back and listen to it again. But yeah, it's an actual soundtrack that they did. Yep. I'm telling you, it's when you got some time to kill, it's an hour and 47 minutes of just straight sci-fi campiness. You can't go wrong with that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you, you better. You look. You got eight days now. Eight days. I'm just saying, brother. You got. I need you to. I, I need you to make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we we out of here. No, we out. No. Gotcha. No, not any other time. But not. No, no, no. We got we got things to do. Okay, brother. Peace. Hey, maniacs, I got to go see the Joker. Look, I know y'all hate when I spoil movies and shit, but that's what the fuck I do. That's why you watch me, because I'm going to tell you everything that fucking happened in the movie. So uh, I may spoil it Saturday. I don't know. Rob's going to be pissed at me, but you know how I do. So you you better get your ass to the theater to go see the Joker. See, white men go crazy. That's that's what it's that's what joke is. Joker, aka white man, go crazy. <laughs> so, I'm a, Natasha says she never watched movies. You you missing out, boo boo. You missing out. <coughs> um, what what is this? Y'all talking about? You know what? I the chat scares me sometimes. I that's one of those I just like. You know what? I'm not I'm not gonna say shit. I'm gonna let y'all rock in the chat. And I'm gonna be over here chilling. Yeah. Um, so shout out to everybody. <laughs> Super chats. Thank you, everybody. Faces by Pureness. Um, keep it techie. I saw Nick up in here. Low key. I see you, bro. What's going on? Um, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't get the shout outs like I, I normally do. Genesis. Hey, Jody. Hey, Shogun. Philip. Amanda. Jean. Dinah. Dinah be snapping the comments. And Philip Curly. Yo, so I'm going to get up out of here. I got to go see this movie because I've been stoked to see this shit all fucking week. Um, so, yeah. The whole court scene was nasty. Yeah, that court scene was was terrible. But, yeah, go find the picture. There's a particular picture of the judge. Not the one that they've been showing. It's out, it's out there. Just look at the hands. The hand gesture tells the whole fucking story. Tells you everything. And then, like I said, I, I hate that I, I took down the original video. But you know, she being she being a part of the Delta Nine. I mean, I mean the Divine Nine, and you know her Soros. I didn't know her Soros sister was was, was the chief down there, the female chick. So I was like, okay, well the fix is already in. So um, let's not act like ten years is a lot of time. It really isn't. Not not when not when she 
theoretically be, could be up for parole in two years. Okay, so let's not let's not forget that part. But also, you know, the conviction is a conviction. Like this bitch it has a felony, and let me tell you, as one who has multiple, <laughs> it is not a, it's nothing to play with. So she can't get no city jobs. No state jobs, no federal jobs. I mean, life for her will be, even though she got away with the murder, basically, even though she got her pockets going to be lined with money, uh, you know, for the next 30 to 40 years, you know, if she has, if God forbid, she has to get a, a regular job. I mean, that felony conviction is nothing to play with. That shit will haunt you. It will fucking haunt the hell out of you. So um, I say she gets out in two years. Parole. I mean, she, like I said, she's eligible for parole in, t- in roughly about two, two and a half years when she gets inside, you know, um, will they probably keep her in uh, <coughs> ad seg? Probably not. In, probably not in gen pop for her safety, you know, but like the guards are going to look out for it. Let's let's be honest. The guards are going to look out for her. OK, and not an inmate. There ain't going to be too many crazy inmates that want to get at that get at her. The guards will protect her. Trust and believe. OK. Um, not saying she couldn't get got, but for the most part, the guards will make sure she's okay, especially if she's an ad sec. Now, if they put her in gym pop, which I can't see them doing that, all bets are off. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the spirit of destiny will line her up. I, I Philip, I hear you, but here's, here's my this is what kills me. Here's my problem before I get out of here. I keep hearing y'all holler, Ogun, and 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 all the. The, the the ancient ancestor spirits, man. Listen, these are lowly nobodies. These are fucking cops. These ain't nobody important. These ain't nobody important. These old motherfuckers live. They die of natural causes. This this is how impotent uh, our ancestors have become. And yeah, I'm saying it. This is how impotent our ancestors have become. I need to make a video about this shit. Name me, name me some one of these old thirteen family members that have died on some on some fuck shit. These motherfuckers live today today good and old today ready to die. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, what the fuck is the Haitian range stick? I don't even want to know what the Haitian range stick is. Y'all killing me right now. Hold up, <clears throat> Takashi. What are you doing? Come here. What are you doing? You took a shower? No. Why not? Uh, did you want to still there? Yeah. Jim wants to My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm out of here. His attire said the dang shenanigans in motion. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, I'm out. Y'all have a good night. Peace. No, I was saying the, the ancestors are impotent. Y'all, y'all talking about, y'all see, see how y'all take stuff nasty. Sin, see, that's Cindy. 
See, see how she takes shit left? She said, who's impotent? I said the answer to the impotent. Lord have mercy. I can't take y'all nowhere. I got to give y'all the act like you've been somewhere speech before we get out the car. Like, don't embarrass me. Act like you've been somewhere. You know what I'm saying? All right, I supposed to lead 10 minutes. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out for real, for real. Y'all have a night. Peace. <laughs>